When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good out there, kiddos? Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as the Electric Circus as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us. Courtesy of Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and always today's smart speaker. They'll play ESPN Radio. Wayne at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys are going to run it back with Mark Mc- Mike McCarthy, excuse me, as head coach 888-729-3776. As a matter of fact, Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones met for three hours before he found out he was coming back. I wonder what was said in that meeting. Mike, can you elaborate? Uh, it, was a, it was a long meeting. Uh, I think we went uh, probably a little bit past three hours. Uh, we talked about a number of topics. I mean, the first topic was obviously the disappointment um, of the ending of the season. You know, went through all the layers of that. Um, then we talked about you know, pretty much everything in the football program. So it was more looking forward and, and just where what well, happened and then what what initially. Yeah, what I think I think it. Um, you know, we we went we went the the whole course. You know, uh, went back through you know things that we felt you know, may have factored and. Um, like I said, it, the, the, disappoint, the disappointment component had a lot of layers to it, so we went through all those layers. Um, and then we you know, talked about personnel and coaches and everything involved, so business affairs. And so, like I said, it was, a, it, was a, it was a long, productive conversation. I'm sure it was a long, productive conversation with uh, Jerry Jones, who decided to bring back Mark McCarthy as head coach in 2024. Let's bring in an FOS friend of the show. He is Clarence Hill Jr., does a great job covering everything. As a senior writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, hit him on Twitter, Clarence Hill Jr. Clarence, the decision has been made. Your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys bringing Mike McCarthy back in 2024? Well, I just want to let the record show uh, I don't have to, I, I got rid of my wife after that Super Bowl, too. I just wanted to <laughs> that was that, that was the best. That was certainly the best. I'm, I'm single, too, so. Since 1995. But anyway, uh, I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it, it was something. I mean, uh, clearly, uh, Mike's job was on the line. And after the, I, I would say, the worst playoff loss in franchise history, you know, in terms of expectations, in terms of performance. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones didn't want to let Mike go. He told Mike you know, privately before, uh, in the weeks leading up to certainly the Packers game, that, that he was good. But, you know, when you put it on a performance like that, everything's in question. And, and certainly there, that was uh, it was some easy, uneasiness in the, in the McCarthy household over the last three days. They talked about how emotionally it was with them, and I thought it was with them to have to deal with that and kind of be twisted in the wind uh, as Jerry Jones, you know, made these decisions and decided to make the decision uh, that ended up with him coming back and returning for his job. You know, obviously he's going to be a kind of a – in the last year of the contract, so it'll be lame duck year if they don't get it done, and the pressure's going to be on even more. But Mike McCarthy's back, and, and I, I don't think Jerry had the option uh, and really wanted to go through the process of, of changing the coach. 
So, Clarence, let me ask you this. When you hear Mike McCarthy say things like, we've established a championship program mm-hmm. without even going to an NFC championship game, without even reaching the Super Bowl, what were your thoughts on that? Well, it's like my daughter commented, can, can Mike McCarthy not read the room? <laughs> you know, you know, it, seriously, Mike, like, is, is he not reading the room? And, and that's certainly that's the situation here for most people. It's just small enough. Those are great quotes. But they're falling on deaf ears when you go 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5, which is what he's talking about. But you only have one win in the playoffs, and you have two, uh, your only team in the last three years to lose a playoff, wild card playoff game at home. You know, when, when you're the favorite team. And, and sort of this year, you're losing to a 9 and 8 Packers team when you're uh, a huge seven point favorite, and you seem to have everything going in your way. Being at home, uh, you know, where you've won 16 straight. Uh, Won all eight games this year, and just your, your play at home is so much better than it is on the road. And you go out there and, and lay an egg and get down 27 nothing. Now, people leaving, born at halftime and leaving by the end of the third quarter. Uh, so, yeah, he, him saying when he's talking about championship program, he's talking about what he did in Green Bay and certainly, you know, the ability to win games in the regular season, but they hadn't won a championship. Yet. And that's, that's why he was brought here. He wasn't brought here, he was brought here to win championships. He was brought here to improve on what Jason Garrett had, because Jason Garrett couldn't get it done in the playoffs. He was part of the win championships, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys have failed miserably in the bowl season. That's just it. You didn't even play your best football when it matters most. That's the disheartening thing for a Cowboys fan base that I see is more disillusioned than ever. Grace to our Clarence Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram as a senior writer here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Clarence Hill Jr. How much does your gut tell you that in situations like this, when it comes to Coach Mike McCarthy the last three years and quarterback Dak Prescott the last three years, Clarence, that maybe the moments get too big for them, especially in the playoffs. Well, I mean, that's, that's one thing about Dak. I mean, clearly Mike has won it. Sort of he had Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. Uh, but that's the question you have to put on Dak, you know, because Dak is the one who admitted that he was playing too fast. You know, why are you playing? You're, you're in your eight years. You look at C.J. Stroud. You know, you look at Jordan Love. They were playing in the moment. They weren't playing fast. He admitted that he was playing too fast. You look at your 2-5 and five playoff record, and you certainly, Dak had a wonderful MVP caliber year if you look at the numbers, and he's certainly going to finish top five MVP, MVP voting when he admitted after the game that he was playing too fast, and, and, and that can't happen for a veteran quarterback, for a veteran team who's making $40 million a year, has a 59 million dollar cap head, and, and stands to get a new deal uh, upwards of 55 or more million dollars a year. You're a franchise quarterback. We need you to be in the moment playing slow and, and, and really setting the tone for this team. And, and for you to acknowledge you're playing fast, you know, that just can't happen. When you look at Jerry Jones as the owner and you look at what this franchise, the Dallas Cowboys, and what they're actually worth, eight or nine billion dollars and you see moves like this from Jerry Jones and uh, keeping Mike McCarthy so he's remaining as the head coach, do you get a sense that Jerry Jones is just comfortable with Mike McCarthy and not making major changes? Oh, I think he's comfortable with Mike. I think he likes Mike, and he certainly didn't want to make a change. Uh, and, and, again, I mean, everybody points to Jerry Jones from a from – you know, 1,000, 100,000-foot view and, 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 and say that, well, Jerry Jones is a reason why the Cowboys aren't winning. And certainly Jerry Jones is a couple. He's, he's making a lot of money. He's doing his Netflix shows. He does a lot of things that, to me, have nothing to do with football that don't help the football team win. But when it comes to the football team, he allows his coaches to coach. And Mike McCarthy's gotten everything he wanted 
as far as trying to put a win on the field. Uh, but, yeah, he did not want to make the uncomfortable move. And, again, mm-hmm. really, who do you go to? And you know, Everybody wants to tie into Bill Belichick. What does Bill Belichick want without Tom Brady? And, and you know, how does that impact the the scouting department and everything else? I know a lot of people within the organization didn't want Bill Belichick on this team and, and as a coach. So, you know, you look outside and, and, and you decide, what direction do I have to go in? And I think that he decided we're going to try to stay one more time. Mike McCarthy, in this last year, he doesn't get it done. Then we can tear it all down and, and go forward. But I didn't think he wanted to make a complete teardown this year. So I would also say this. I'll push back a little bit. And I will say Mike McCarthy hasn't won a championship since 2010. Uh, I, I was on the Atlanta Falcons team that went 13-3, and had the number one seed. And Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers came in and, and won that game and went on to win the Super Bowl. But when you look at three candidates, like number one, Bill Belichick, and then you look at a guy like Jim Harbaugh who showed that he can win instantly when he was in San Francisco, earning the honors of Coach of the Year in his very first year, but also taking a program in Michigan from uh, – Back to, I should say, back to national prominence. It didn't happen overnight. took a little time to do it, but he got it done and won a national championship there. And also when you have a guy, Mike Vrabel, who took a team of the Tennessee Titans um, to, to New England and beat a Belichick and beat Lamar Jackson, who had the number one seed before losing in the AFC championship game to Patrick Mahomes. Also had a number one seed another year before losing to Lamar Jackson that year, right, with a depleted roster and guys being hurt left and right that year. I think them and the Baltimore Ravens may have, may have tied for the most players being hurt, key players. But when you have those three guys to not interview any one of them, that 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 bothers me, Clarence. Did it? Well, and, and I hear you. And I'm not pushing back on on that change should have been made. I'm just telling you why they did make changes. And and you can't interview them without getting rid of the guy you have. And so that's that that you know that's that's step two of the process. And he didn't really want to go through step one of the process. And I do think that Mike and Dak are right now tied at the hip. You know, and and you you want to build on what you have with Dak and and with one more year with Mike. And you know, again. You have to make decisions on Dak's future, you know, with his contract situation. And, again, it's about next year, but it's also about if we go in a different direction. That includes Mike and Dak. is bringing another coach. has to bring another coordinator to, to work with Dak. And, and that does, will that allow Dak to continue, you know, the, the jump he made this year? And you, so you have to make decisions on those two contracts, and Dak's certainly contracts. Those are decisions or that, that Mike wants. At least Jerry obviously wants a punt for at least another year and get this one more try. Real quick, Clarence Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star Telegram, senior writer and Freddie Harry and ESPN Radio. Before we let you get out of here, if Mike McCarthy did not have one year left in his contract, what does your gut tell you about Jerry Jones going after somebody else for 2024? Oh, there's no question he's not getting an extension. And he's not, it's not going to be the Mike, uh, you know, you know uh, situation where he – there's no question he's gone. He, he's not getting extended if he, if, he, if he didn't have one year left contract. I think that's part of the, the conversation that he does have one year left, and so that that's a that's the easy answer. You know, you you're, you're moving on, and and all the stuff that we're talking about, you know, doesn't come into play. But yeah, that that's a huge part of the equation. One quick last one: the way the Dallas Cowboys are constructed, do you think they have a Super Bowl caliber roster? With the makeup of their football team, their offensive identity, and their defensive identity currently, the way it states right now, do you think that's a Super Bowl caliber team? I think they do have a, the, the core. It, and I guess you have to look at 
what's around you. I don't think there's a juggernaut out there. there there's no big bad wolf out there. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys, if they come to play, and I think it's more of a mental thing than a talent thing. Right. You know, there's something wrong with them mentally when and it's time to come in the playoffs. But they have the talent. They have to, certainly had the talent this year to get at least to the championship game. I, I don't think if you watch the play in the regular season and the numbers they put them, what they've done, they have the talent to at least get to, to the NFC championship game. Uh, they didn't perform that way. The biggest issue is why you, are you not performing your best when it matters most? He is the Clarence Hill Jr., senior writer from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's an FOS friend of the show and a great follow on Twitter at Clarence Hill Jr. Always a pleasure to have him join us here on Freddie and Harry. Mr. Chill, always great catching up with you, my friend. Take care and be well and talk to you soon. All right, thank you guys, man. Enjoy your day. Yeah, great stuff by him. And he's, he's exactly right. Look, if you're going to have those kind of moments and you put those kind of statements out there with that roster, you have no business losing like that to the Green Bay Packers this past Sunday when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. So I honestly felt like the Dallas Cowboys, with that number two seed, should have – I expected them to make the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. But if that team was matched up with the San Francisco 49ers, I didn't, I didn't view them as a Super Bowl team. I right. really didn't. Yeah. You look at that team as they're constructed. There's no denying – the talent when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. But I'm only going to say this for the last time. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, when you have those high expectations and everybody's talking about them in that kind of way, that's when you should worry as a Dallas Cowboys player. When you don't expect anything out of them, nobody expected that they were going to win the NFC East. And the NFC East came back to them. And when they got that home field advantage for potentially two playoff games, that's when I started shaking my head. Too good to be true. Absolutely. When things are good, and also Jerry Jones is talking about, you know, this is the best team we've had. That's when I worry. And I've been proven correct time and time and time again with this organization. They don't handle adversity well. They for damn sure don't handle the good times well. And that is not good. You can talk that talk. But we've seen the Cowboys get walked off the plank too many times with the kind of talent level they've been able to assemble with this football team the last three years. I want to touch on something, Freddie, that I heard Michael Irvin, who – is a Hall of Famer who had a phenomenal career as a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, and and that organization means so much to him. Mm -hmm. But he said this last year. When it comes to meaningful games in the playoffs and games that you think your stars will step up, your stars don't step up, and they they haven't. Whether it's Dak Prescott, Mm -hmm. it was CeeDee Lamb, Mm -hmm. it was Michael Parsons. Keep going. It was the guys in the secondary. Mm Mm-hmm. It was Dan Quinn. It was Mike McCarthy. Keep going. So the people that you are counting on the most in the biggest moments, those guys aren't showing up. Right. You shouldn't have question marks on if they're going to show up. No. You should say those guys are going to show up. You have to take them out of the game. Does Michael Parsons have a postseason sack? I, I, I need to look that up. While you look that up, we'll find out what Richard in Los Angeles has to say about the Cowboys bringing Mike McCarthy, retaining him for one more year with one year left in his contract at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Richie Rich, my friend, what do you have? Well, uh, red flags, you know what that's all about. I saw red flags in this football team last year when they lost to the 49ers, and they resurfaced again. This year, first of all, Dak, why are you not on the same page with your all-pro receiver, CeeDee Lamb? Why are you going back and forth with him two minutes into the game? 
Uh, look, you mentioned all the potential free agents that this franchise is going to have to address this summer. Dak is going to be up for a new contract as well. So uh, that's going to change your culture, Jerry Jones. Uh, you're going to have to probably revamp maybe 50% of your football team mm-hmm. and then address Dak as your quarterback. But uh, I I'm personally – uh, maybe uh, money had something to do with it. I think he still had a little bit more gas left in the tank. I think they gave up on uh, Zeke one year too soon, okay? Uh, there was no running game. Uh, I watched the entire game, and I thought to myself, you can't utilize your tight ends as weapons because they've got the block or mm-hmm. Dak's going to be running for his life. So uh, going forward, uh, Harry, you know more about the game than I'll ever know. Uh, I'll take you guys' response off the air about what I just said. Thank you for your time. Yeah, I agree with you. I I do not believe that you're going to be able to win a Super Bowl in 2024 without having some offensive balance. Mm -hmm. I I really don't. Um, When you look at the running back position, and we've seen it at times in the red zone, in the tight red zone, right, for the Dallas Cowboys. They always tried to get cute. They always tried trying to pass the football, do little cute things, and it wasn't that downhill physical presence. We're going to punch it in. We're going to move a man from point A to point B against his will. We didn't see that this season. And I think when you have a guy like Dak Prescott, who was playing good football this season, but when you have a playoff game like you had the other day, right, and you've seen them shaky early, well, where's that run game that you can resort to? No doubt about that. Taylor, in Canada, what do you got to say about the Dallas Cowboys bringing back Mike McCarthy for one more year? Uh, Hey, guys. Good to to talk to you. Um, I think that's the right move for now. Um, Besides Bill Belichick, I don't know why you'd want to bring in Bill Belichick. He hasn't won anything in the last six years. Uh, What, you got Harbaugh, maybe? I've seen maybe a couple others, but ride it out with McCarthy. See where you're at at the end of the next year. Um, I don't think there's enough candidates out there to, to really improve upon Mike McCarthy. I just don't see it happening. I hear what you're saying, but here's why Harry and I will disagree with you. If you have a chance to have guys who I think can hold guys more accountable than a Mike McCarthy, three of those guys were out there in Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh. And believe me, I get a Bill Belichick because that argument is starting to slide against him. Who benefited the other more when it came to Brady and Belichick? It's both together. But the more and more he doesn't keep winning, the more that slides to Tom Brady saying, yeah, he wasn't the same without Tom Brady, but Tom Brady won without him. But Bill Belichick's an infinitely better coach than Mike McCarthy. And there's no way that team would have looked like that. They may have lost to Green Bay, but there's no way they would have looked that outcoached the way they looked on Sunday versus Green Bay. I, I think I, I don't know if I can sit here and listen to people say to me anymore that what has Bill Belichick done lately? Um I can say the same damn thing about Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2010, y'all. Bill Belichick was one, was able to win one way after 2010. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if y'all know that or not, but if y'all keep telling me that Bill Belichick hasn't did anything in the last four, give him the dang on roster that Mike McCarthy didn't have. Give him the quarterback. Give him Dak Prescott and see what he could have been able to do. My, I just don't know if I can listen to that argument anymore because the last time I checked, mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy's only been to how many Super Bowls? Yeah, he's been to, what, one. I, one. Yeah, he did win it with Aaron Rodgers, but he's been to one. Devin Kane? But isn't that, so, isn't that part of the 
He's been to two Super Bowls. I'm sorry. Isn't that so, part of the problem with Belichick? Is because he's been the GM, so he's 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 responsible for building that roster. Right. I think 100. Yeah, percent Yeah. But in Bill Belichick's next stop, that he has to realize that's not going to be the case, and he's going to go to the Atlanta Falcons. And the general manager, last time I checked, is still there. Arthur Blank is not going to allow Bill Belichick to come in and say, "I'm going to do it this way." Because Arthur Blank is, uh, I know my guy works. You're going to work well with my guy and coach this team because we got the players out there for Let you. Let me ask Dev this really, really quick, Dev. With the Cowboys roster the last three years, if Bill Belichick had that roster, do you think they would have had a Super Bowl appearance by now? 100%. Yeah. My point exactly. No, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. But yeah. when we say, you know, mm-hmm. if he's on this team, he's better. I agree. But also, he's the GM. So yeah. when people say he hasn't won in six years, a large part of that is because he hasn't built a winner. Absolutely. He has not well, made but, the but right the kind same, of decision. He's but, missed on guys. But also, to Bill Belichick's credit – he was able to do it nickel and diming for so long, and he still thought he could be able to do it. But the only thing is you didn't have Tom Brady yeah, when you could nickel and dime. Right. Well, not for nothing. And by the way, Mike McCarthy only won Super Bowl appearance, but he did win it. Not for nothing. We see what Bill Belichick has had when he's had supreme talent. That one year with Randy Moss. It took the New York Giants to have that kind of year, that kind of game to keep that from being a perfect season. As it turns out, it was 18 Patriot wins. And one giant loss. And believe me, my wife Denise has that T-shirt that she wears proudly around the <laughs> Coleman household. Keep weighing in at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Was it the right move for the Dallas Cowboys to bring back Mike McCarthy as a head coach? We unequivocally say that's not a no, that's a hell no when it comes to that being the right move. But what about you? Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you, smart speaker, the play ESPN Radio. Mike McCarthy coming back. 
for one more year. What about after that, Mike McCarthy? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, and I've been asked this for 20 years or ever how long um, those questions pertain. I, I've never talked about a player's contract, um, coach's contract. I mean, I, I'm not going to start today, but I, I will say I am very uh, confident in the direct direction. Okay. Um, and and I, I like where we are right. you know, as far as um, moving forward. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm very confident where I am. Okay, he's very confident where they are. It's a brave man putting out that kind of confidence word after what happened on Sunday. You know what, let me say this, though, because I don't want people to give the impression that I think Mike McCarthy is a terrible coach or a bad coach. He's not a bad coach. True. Um, he's been able to go 12-5 and five the last three years mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. I just haven't seen the elevation in the most important time or times for this football team, which is the playoff. Uh, a quest to a NFC championship appearance, and then also after that a Super Bowl appearance and potentially winning it. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen the greatness from Mike McCarthy in those moments. Especially with the talented roster that they have. Yes. We're not talking about a team that's fair to Midland. There are a lot of guys with superstar ability that have played at a superstar level, all those all pros on that football team. So if he's not able to get it done in 2024, and Jerry Jones has made this decision, then they may be really in starting over mode in terms of you don't know what kind of roster turnover that this is going to happen, and especially going into the next season. 16 free agents that they have to deal with, part of their 53-man roster. It is not going to be an easy thing to go 12-5 and again with that and an even tougher schedule because they play everybody in the AFC North next year, meaning Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, everybody in that division in 2023 finished with a over 500 record. So if, if he says we got we can't play as fast because that Harlan against Green Bay, breaking news, they're going to be slower to Dallas Cowboys in 2024 when it comes to that and also a, having a record that has been like that the last three years. I'm so glad you brought up some of those opponents that they play in 2024 because, Freddie, it doesn't get easier. Because you just mentioned the AFC North, and we see how strong those football teams are. And if Pittsburgh can get a quarterback, Lord have mercy, watch out for them as well. Yeah, especially that But they also play a Houston Texans football team in which C.J. Stroud is going to be the rookie of the year. D'Amico Ryans is probably going to be the coach of the year. They also play the Detroit Lions, and we see the ascension of this football team and what Dan Campbell has been able to build there. And you know they're, gonna st- they're still P.O.'d from what happened when yeah. they played against the Cowboys this past regular season. And guess who else they play? They're kryptonite, the San Francisco 49ers. All those opponents they play in 2024, mm-hmm. the schedule's not getting easy. Remember, no. they won the the, the, the division. Yeah, you get so a first-place schedule. that means your schedule. schedule. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get a first-place schedule. You play all those first-place teams in other divisions as well. Kim in Michigan at 888-729-3776. We believe it was not the right move by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys to bring back Mike McCarthy. What say you at 888-729-3776? Listen, y'all need to leave Jerry alone. I am from Michigan. Let him pick his head coach. I am the Detroit Lions fan, so we are happy. Let him pick his Stop, y'all. Come on. Now the man got to feed his family. We happy for him. Kim, I'm happy for somebody not losing their job, but come on. As a Lions fan, (laughs) your team is playing this weekend. 
My team's not playing this weekend. I'd love to be in your position. So this this is like the this is like the best backhanded compliment I've ever heard, Kim. <laughs> my my brother is a season ticket holder. I told him, listen, this year I want Monday night football because I can't go on Sunday. I'm going to church. But I was there. I was like, we got to do something this year for authentic Lions gear. So we ready to roll. Come on now. Let Jerry do his thing. Kim, what was it like being there on Sunday after waiting all that time? You get a home playoff game, and your team rewarded you with that win, and you get another home playoff game this weekend. Wow. I wasn't there. I was at the Monday night game, but my brother was there. Okay. He said it was electric. It was so loud in there. Because it was loud on Monday night. And I was like, man, this is awesome. So, listen, we are happy. We had Megatron and couldn't do nothing. We have Barry Sanders. We just walked off the field. We, give a, we say Barry Sanders is gone. What? You know, we have Billy Sims. So I don't want to hear it. I don't have any love lost for Dallas Cowboys. We have suffered. Even like we suffered now with this cold weather, we have suffered. Kim, I, I'm going to say this, man. I, I'm, I'm happy for Detroit Lions fans because it's been a very, very long time Absolutely. of suffering. Yep. Um, but y'all guys have a, a culture shift now, no right? Doubt. And you have a head coach and you have a quarterback and you have players uh, and also a GM that believe mm-hmm. in the task at hand. They believe in what's going on there. They believe in one another. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. And you can just tell how electric it was uh, this past weekend. It really was. But just imagine what it's going to be like this weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you're one step away from going yep. to a place you haven't been since the 1990s, like Kim said. An NFC Championship game and the trampoline off of what you just said and what she said when it comes to the coaches. When the Detroit Lions were having this slide, what did Dan Campbell say? He goes, I guess I'm going to have to be a little bit more irritable mm-hmm. because I'm not going to stand for any of this. And they were able to keep that slide from happening. They wound up winning their division, and you saw how they were able to play. They came out prepared for the Los Angeles Rams. They jumped on them with a 21-point first half. And then when things got hairy and dicey in the second half, there was no sense of panic. The, the moment wasn't overwhelming the Detroit Lions and being in that building. We saw the opposite of that by a team that many people believe should at worst be in the NFC Championship game, having not one but two home playoff games at their disposal. And they threw it all away by losing to Green Bay like that on Sunday when it came to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I, I think also for Detroit, right? They, they didn't let a game against the Dallas Cowboys in which I felt Absolutely. like they should have won. Yep. They didn't let that derail or let that carry over into the playoffs, right? They, they were done. They were done with it. And they were able to move on, had a phenomenal game against the Los Angeles Rams. You have another tough task this weekend versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I believe in in everything that Brad Holmes has set in stone from that general manager position because things start at the top, right? It starts with with your GM and and how he sets the tone and who he picks as a head coach and how that head coach delivers the message to the assistant coaches. And that's another thing I love about the Detroit Lions. They have – coaching assistants that played meaningful football across the board in the National Football League. So those guys are able to relate to the players. And I had a chance, for uh, Freddie, Mm -hmm. to talk to Kelvin Shepard right right, on the sidelines before the Lions and Saints game to talk to him about, Mm -hmm. you know, Dan Campbell and the culture there. And we talked about how everyone within that organization is able to be themselves. And that's the way Dan Campbell wants it. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's going to lose one of those two assistants. 
more than likely he's going to lose his offensive coordinator when it comes to Ben Johnson. And don't Probably be, Aaron Glenn, and I was going to say, don't be surprised to lose Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, because yep. he has been highly regarded in a lot of circles. He could lose one of those two guys that are going to be coaching this week and trying to help the Detroit Lions beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and get to the NFC Championship game. Keith in Pittsburgh, the Dallas Cowboys decide to keep Mike McCarthy for another year in 2024. What do you have to say about that move, right or wrong? What you got to say, Keith? There, There is no question in my mind, like the two of you, that it was the wrong move. I'll be the first to admit I was against bringing him into Dallas in the first place. But fundamentally, what we have here is Jerry Jones handed this consummate professional coach the keys to the Ferrari. Year one, he put it into the wall. Year two, he ran out of gas. Year three, he has wrapped it around the telephone pole. So what, what, what more do we need to see? I listened to Kim a moment ago. Every single fan in the NFL of every other team is sitting there cheering. Thank God Dallas has kept him. Thank God. Look at this. You know what? What else do you need to hear and see? Keith the Pittsburgh. fact of the matter is Jerry is running a tourist attraction down there, <laughs> and I don't think there is real commitment to a football team, and winning is all about the Benjamins. I have never heard that referred to like that before in my life, but Keith and Pittsburgh is spot on. It seems like the Dallas Cowboys are more of a tourist attraction than a team that has that accountability and capability of getting past those steps they had not been able to get past in the last three years to get to an NFC Championship game or get to a Super Bowl, both of those places they have not been since 1996. And I just want to tell all Cowboy fans, listen, Freddie and Harry, we're here for y'all, right? We're here for y'all. Keith, man, oh, we, we, we wanted you guys to, and the, you ladies to have this platform to be able to vent the proper way without being interrupted. That's why you, you, you ladies and gentlemen, y'all are always welcome. I'm mm-hmm. Freddie and Harry because, see, y'all, we're an extension of one another. Absolutely. Right? So but, that's yeah. what our program is y'all program. No when y'all doubt. feel us some type of way, you call us, we let you get it out. Put it this way, fans out there, Harry is right, but he's also wrong by being that way because he's completely trolling us Cowboy fans out there. How dare you, He Freddy? wants you to call in so he can revel in your misery. He is not your friend. He, yes, may, I, be, he may be a family member, but right now he's not your friend. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I care about y'all yeah. as people. Because, see, I hurt, too. When my when my Falcons went through their little rut, uh-huh. you mean I had the, you to You mean vent. the season? I, yeah. <laughs> I had to vent, Freddie. I had my, yes, my, you did. I had a breaking point. I couldn't take it no more. Yes. Yeah. So just, <laughs> <laughs> so just like, I bleed blood, too. Just like Cowboy fans, uh-huh. I went through it as well. Yeah. So we're in this thing together. BL's above your horns are showing. That's all I'm going to say about that. We're in this together, guys. Yeah. Keep weighing in at triple eight say ESPN 888-729-3776. By the Dallas Cowboys retaining Mike McCarthy as their head coach for 2024. Was it the right move or the wrong move? 888-729-3776. And the Cowboys, they'll be on the couch watching divisional playoff games this weekend. We're going to give you the biggest question regarding the four teams in the final four of the AFC. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget about NFL Divisional Weekend. It all gets started on Saturday in ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus at 4.30 Eastern Time in Baltimore as the number one seeded Ravens in the AFC will take on the Houston Texans 4.30 Eastern Time in ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus. And when it comes to the AFC playoff teams, we got Baltimore, we got Houston. We got Buffalo. We got Kansas City. What's the biggest question facing each of those teams? It is time for us to share those thoughts. So we start with the team that has that number one spot. The Baltimore Ravens. Right, Harry Douglas, what's the biggest question facing that team? Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't take this young football team of the Houston Texans lightly. Understand that they just beat a team in the Cleveland Browns in which you guys lost one matchup um, against this regular season. C.J. Stroud, he can play the position at a very, very high level. Don't take anything for granted. Carpe diem, seize the moment. What he said, let's move on. The Buffalo Bills. Biggest question facing them. Defensive health. Um, Terrell Bernard, the linebacker position who leads this team in tackles, he's up in the air about his play status. Went out uh, went out this matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers with an ankle injury. Also, Taron Johnson, who's their slot corner, the third leading tackler on the football team, could do a lot of different things on the football field. For them defensively, mm-hmm. he's in concussion protocol. He's taking the steps, but is he going to be able to be available for this football team? So health defensively for, for the Buffalo Bills. The biggest question for me is can they slay the big bad wolf that's been the Kansas City Chiefs in a playoff game? We've mm. seen them win games in Kansas City in the regular season, and they were lucky to get away with the one this previous pre- regular season when that passed with the Kadarius Tony, but he was offside, and they wound up losing that game. Can they finally, now that they have the big bad wolf in their cage, known as number 15, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. With, like you mentioned, those injuries on defense, but they still have home field advantage. You're expecting to get a little bounce, a lot of bounce from that. Can they finally take that team down for the third time or for the first time in the third time they're meeting each other in the playoffs with this game being played in Buffalo and not at the home of the Kansas City Chiefs? The Houston Texans. Biggest question facing that team in the playoffs. Is the moment too big? Not for C.J. Stroud, but for the rest of the young guys on this football team. 
right? You're not going to be at home. You're not going to be in comfortable situations. The elements are going to play a factor. It's going to be cold outside. Is the moment too big for these young players outside of C.J. Stroud for the Houston Texans? The biggest question for me, and I'm going to circle C.J. Stroud, can he continue this against that defense? I know the Cleveland Browns came in. They were the best defense in the National Football League, but at least they were playing the Cleveland Browns at home. And once they made some big plays early, that crowd energy was fierce, and it never, ever slowed down. It never, ever shut up for the for that Houston Texans team. But now you're going into their building, and if you thought your crowd was rabid last week in your favor, it's going to be the complete opposite of that because those Ravens fans, they believe, they know, they have all the confidence in the world that they have the best team, not just in the AFC, but in the National Football League. And as a number one seed, that crowd is going to be just like the Texans crowd, but against the Houston Texans. I can't wait to see how they handle that. It's one thing to have home field advantage, have the crowd on your side. But going into that den, into that brutal gauntlet with that fan base and that team, that is not going to be an easy Saturday, as expected, for the Houston Texans. The Kansas City Chiefs. Last but not least, they won the AFC last year. Many people believe they won't get out of the AFC this year. So what is the biggest question facing Kansas City about to play Buffalo on Sunday? I'm going to go to the defensive side. And I know this has been a top five unit. They've been, they played very, very well the entire season. But in that game versus the Buffalo Bills in the regular season, they allowed Josh Allen to have some of those wild plays. So are you able to contain Josh Allen for, for having those plays, from extending drives on third down, from for being, uh, uh, let's just say, a dominant player right. in the, those regards? Are you able to contain him and not allow certain things to go on in this matchup that you allowed in the first matchup? The biggest question for me with the Kansas City Chiefs, can Rasheed Rice do it again? Mm. Because he was dynamite. Last weekend versus the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I know the Dolphins had their injuries, but hey, you got to go out there and play. And Rasheed Rice, the kid from SNU, he was balling. They could not stop him at all. Short routes, intermediate routes, deep routes. He was wearing that behind out. Now, we know the Bills' safeties are really good when it comes to Micah Hyde and James Poyer. But the corners, they're going to have to deal with that guy. How much help do they give their cornerbacks and risk one-on-one coverage with Travis Kelsey? Can we see that Rasheed Rice again? Because we see that Rasheed Rice again. It's going to be a long day for the defense of the Buffalo Bills and maybe another loss in the playoffs, even at home, to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry, those two quarterbacks in that game for the third time, meaning Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, are those two part of the best rivalry in the NFL? Our answers are next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.